Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This week in Winnipeg by AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery. This week in Winnipeg, they leveled up. The Shazam Fury of the Gods release we're all excited for and the potential reunion of Hangman Page, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. It's a... it's a, it's a, it's one of the great stories of modern pro wrestling, and it's been on a break for about a year and a half. Some of that is due to injury time, but also then the the elite came back, and well, then we're off TV for a. For well, a they, they bit did a little, they did a little bubble towards each other, didn't they? Yeah. In the trios tournament. Yes, which probably would have continued on mm-hmm. had you know a dog not needed to be saved, but uh, unfortunately the dog had to be saved, and then Hangman got a concussion. And, you know, those things just just take them off the boil ever so slightly. Yeah. But now everyone's fine. All the dogs are okay. So we can put it back onto the boil. Turn the gas up. We're finally back where we should have been. How many times have we said that about AEW? <laughs> I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D.A.D. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite review episode on the Rest Talk podcast. If you haven't already, please press the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of the episode and send in your... Omega Chats, fittingly, because it was in Winnipeg, his home town, and he was in the main event of this show. Sure was. To WrestleTalk.com forward slash support, we'll read out every single one of them over five US, not Canadian. We're not doing, we're not going that far in the Canadian theme. Not going to embrace that ridiculously weak currency. Terrible bit of money. Before the end of the show. Yeah, Omega was not the only Winnipegian that was in this match. Don Callis. Don Callis was there, and Chris Jericho was on one of the other teams. This was a triple threat trios match 
Trio's trio. For the trio's championships, the elite versus the JAS versus the champs, the House of Black. And I don't know if this is going to be a huge surprise to anyone. It was awesome. It was awesome and very difficult to keep track of. So even though the the finish was somewhat botched because there were tags and pins counted, which shouldn't be because they weren't the legal man, sometimes I'm like, there's nine men in there. Yeah, that's fa- and they, they move so fast. It, I, I don't. I, it doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, the live chat before this. That's all anyone was talking about was the the botched finish. Uh, and that is because Garcia was not the legal man. That is what people are saying is the botched part of the finish. As it turns out, Garcia was the legal man. So this is, like a lot of things with Dynamite, a big load of discourse that doesn't need to happen. <laughs> but there were other bits like uh, Jericho. Then again, he got a pin counted when he wasn't the legal man. Yeah. It's easy to lose track of these. It things. is. Particularly when you have got nine men in the ring, all getting in, all doing big moves, match breaks down at multiple <laughs> different points. And outside? You had the elite cronies. You had Julia Hart. You had all the JS. But what did you? No, 2.0 and Jake Hager only came down afterwards to to build to the much anticipated Jake Hager Brody King match that they're clearly trying to build towards. You know, me and Tempest accidentally willed that into the universe (laughs) last week. Because we were like going, oh, yeah, you could line this guy up with this guy. Because he was saying, if JS have a feud with the elite, that's great. Because it's not just Jericho feuding with one person over and over. You can have all these different matches. And I just went, matches like Brody King versus Jake Hager. And Tempest was like, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like that you might be getting it because like the after this match, mm. Hager came down, went straight for the big man. Yeah. Because I, I don't know why they think that's a, a really fun thing to do. Uh, okay. Well, it's because uh, Brody King's real big. Yeah. And Jake Hager equally quite big and you'll get a pop just before they touch yeah as we saw with brock and amos it's all about the tease it's all about the hey, foreplay look, amos when when brock nearly f5'd amos well got nearly german suplexed him on raw there were holy s chance yeah that handshake it was all like oh my god amos literally just put his hand up and the crowd were like oh <laughs> these things do work but then when they take more than two steps you're like <laughs> This is not going to go the way I want it to. Minus three stars. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, fantastic match. Really, really great. Um, It was was one of those things that wasn't just awesome from a character conflict perspective, like the angle that set this up this week. Uh, Obviously, in-ring athleticism was off the charts. Mm -hmm. But just how nice it was for Jericho and Omega. Yeah. And I felt like a lot of the people in the ring, although they didn't show it, were probably inside going, this is special. Yeah, like when the Elite came out and got a huge pop and like massive Kenny chants and everything. Like, you know, the, the Young Bucks were over, but not as over as homeboy Kenny was. And like he was saying in commentary, this is probably the largest crowd he's wrestled in front of in Winnipeg. Mm. I thought Jericho would get more of a pop. I thought the whole crowd would be singing Judas, which they were. But I've heard, I feel like I've heard it louder in other I, cities. I think I've heard it louder elsewhere as well. Kenny was like the star of mm. this match in, in Winnipeg's eyes. But you did have, uh, is it Ted Irvine? Yeah. Jericho's father? Yeah. I mean, just all these bits and like seeing Jericho earlier in the day get the... Key to the city. The key to the city thing. I was like, 
Aww. It was it was dead nice, and this felt like a really special episode of Dynamite yeah. in that in that sense. Not a lot of matches on the card, and because it had like a twenty minute opening segment, and they let, they gave like twenty five minutes to the main events, including mm-hmm. entrances, which we kind of that was one of our criticisms of the the this best of seven trios thing. It's basically like the last one they had the ladder match. It's like then you had fifteen minutes to to do the whole thing, but this was no no. We got nine men in the ring. We probably should give this time. Let's not have things go too extended. Yeah. But also still get enough time. So like the other trios match of Blackpool Combat Club and Dark Order um, got loads of time. Yeah, that got a really like through two commercial breaks, and it allowed that really great comeback at the end for Evil Uno and Grayson. Oh, so good. yeah, like a really well paced episode. And you're right, like even better in the main event. Yeah, really, really good. I I mean, <laughs> it was a monster pop as well. Speaking of like reactions. Mm. When Jericho and Omega stepped into the ring, because they were making a big deal out of this, had a video package for it on this show. It's the first time that Jericho and Omega have been in a ring together in two years. Mm. They've had one match in AEW. That's an incredible, like, like, that is a level of restriction. Not this year. They're going to have four (laughs) matches by the end of the summer. That'll be the main event of Forbidden Door. Yeah. Omega Osprey. No. Yes. Well, no, no. I mean, obviously, that makes the most sense. <laughs> but you know, hey, what bigger Wrestle Kingdom match could you do? Yeah. Than doing Omega Jericho. Jericho is going to find his way to work. No, this is the bigger match, Tony. No, Jericho, the history. Jericho will be in a, an eight-man tag yeah. with Minoru Suzuki and Toriyano, probably. Yeah, the new Suzuki's new Suzuki Goon. I can't remember what they're called. Something, going against yeah. the JS. Uh, but the, it was really good. The whole match was kind of structured around. Omega and Jericho either teasing they're going to fight, fighting, or, my favorite, working together. To take down Brody King. So just like such a great journey both of them went on. Yeah. Great English. And they set that up quite beautifully at the mm. start because it was Sammy and Garcia originally. They were sort of like, you know, they one of them would get in, get chopped down by the big tree and Brody King, and then they were tagged to the other one. They'd go in automatically big chopped down by the big tree. And then they eventually worked together to try and take him down, but they mm. couldn't do it. You set up that little spot there so that later on, all of a sudden, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and they are able to take down mm. Brody King. Lovely little start setup and payoff. I will just uh, just a quick note on Garcia. I think his comedic timing is getting really, really good. Yeah. There was a bit when he found himself stranded in his own corner because both Sammy and Chris had got walk about. I'm not getting in for Brody. But yeah, it was like that story with Omega and Jericho was great. And it wasn't just that. It was also this building up of Brody King. Like that really, this match is the Brody King match. Uh, okay, so he is in action on Rampage. I think some of the work they have done with Brody King might be slightly undone. What? Yeah. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen Rampage spoilers. Yeah. Wait, wait, just Yeah. That's no good. No, it's not, is it? Especially because of how awesome mm. Oh, that's yeah. what that's a bizarre Isn't thing to it do. Though? Because I felt like the pay-per-view it was really built around Brody as well. And so was this match, yeah. Really weird thing to do. And like Brody was the guy they were pushing at the end of last summer too. He got a couple of, he got that win over Darby Allen on a yeah. program there. Yeah, the Battle Royal, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, F us then. <laughs> That'll teach you for getting involved in something. Anyway, really good. Super kick parties. Brody King's awesome. Uh, were there any other crazy spots? I feel like there was one. 
Um, double superplex on Brody King by Jericho and Omega. But it was a Dante's Inferno on Garcia for House of Black to retain. Right result. Mm-hmm. I was worried for a moment that they were going to switch the belts. Switch the belts. I thought so as well because Stu Grayson got pinned earlier in the night. Mm. And I had this moment of like, oh, I wonder if they pinned the Canadian there because you're going to reward the Canadians later on by giving one of your your hometown boys the win. Wait, did all Canadians lose on this show? I don't know, is Garcia a Canadian? I don't think so. But the uh, Nicole Matthews, was it? The Yeah. Yeah, she, she lost. lost. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah, Stu Grayson obviously got pinned in the, the trios match. Opened um, on a 20-minute in-ring promo segment. Vince is running. <laughs> We're looking at the wrong promotion. I have I didn't click into it for obvious reasons, because it's about to be someone moronic that said like it was like WW Legend thinks Vince McMahon's secretly running AEW. And I was like, oh yeah, it's either Bubba Ray or it's Booker <laughs> T or it's Vince Russo or some other moron. It's it's lower tier. <laughs> I think it's referee Jimmy. Was it, was it Cordero? Was yeah, it, that's was it. it Mike Yoda. Yeah. Could uh, Jimmy Corderas. Anyway. Dante's Inferno, Garcia uh, loses, House of Black retain. And in the match, you had a cut backstage to Blackpool Combat Club and the Dark Order and Hangman Page still brawling after their trio, their, their trios match, tag match. Trios match. Trios match, you're right, earlier, uh, which was cool that, that it felt really chaotic by yeah. the end. So they even said that Uno had gone to hospital because he'd mm. been so battered in the, the brawl they were having backstage and Stu Grayson had gone with him. So it now was just Hangman, Silver and Reynolds. So it was almost like the, the Blackpool Combat Club are picking off all of the members yeah. of the Dark Order so that when we have this final segment here, it is just Hangman on his own and who should step up but to help him. Well, and also you've got those major stars and you've got a ring full of major stars and all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, like all the stars are coming into the same bit. It's like the big splash page fight scene in Civil War yeah. and Jake Hager comes down, don't really care. But then all the other... <laughs> the actual yeah. stars came down. <laughs> then Blackpool Combat Club, Dark Order, Hangman Page, they come out after in the post-match. Everyone's brawling. Hangman Page finds himself in the middle of the ring facing the entrance ramp Titan Tron and Blackpool Combat Club hop onto the apron and they step through. That's so awesome. But who should slide in behind Hangman but Kenny and the Bucks? Crucially, Hangman never sees them because he's facing the entrance ramp and Blackpool Combat Club just go, okay, another day. Another day. And they slink out and Hangman is just turning round as I think it was Tony just going, we're out of time. What an ending. So cool. Yeah, I've seen like there are people who were filming it in the building. So there are clips going around online of what happened afterwards. And it's, you know, this crowd are going nuts for this segment. It's the Bucks and it's Kenny staring down at Hangman. They're all just looking at each other. Kenny just rolls out the ring, leaving the Bucks alone. Really big, like, heat of like, no, Kenny, that's not the right thing to do. And a huge Kenny chance breaks out to be like, Kenny, Kenny, for him to get back into the ring. And then they take out, uh, I think it's Yusha tries to get back in, and Hangman gets distracted by that. But it's just, I like, I feel like we're getting back to something. AEW has been missing. I, I thought we had a really good story with MJF and Danielson going into Revolution. I really, really like that. I thought it was a great, great story. Very underrated, in fact. But yeah. now I think we're getting on to what a lot of us really liked about the early doors. AW. Actually, you know, a lot of the pandemic stuff that we loved, that which was this elite storyline. And this has been a long standing storyline. It's been since day one of AEW and it's now starting to pick up again. 
And it's all the more exciting because it's against Moxley and Claudio oh. and Yuta, who just look like this awesome force. And it's for the first time in ages, maybe go like, oh, well, what about the Dark Order? Like, what does this mean for Paige's relationship with the Dark Order? And that is a lot of that is because I fell in love with the Dark Order again from Stu Grayson. Because mm. Stu is so good. Oh, he's amazing. And him and Uno, like, you can't tell me that they yeah. wouldn't be an amazing tag team to have back into that tag team unit. Like, they are, they need the Smash Brothers. That is a great shout, actually. Like, just get him in, put him as a tag team. Yeah. And ha- yeah, because the tag division has really sort of been they frazzled could, and ransacked by the trios. They could do with them. Mm. Like, and I think once FTR win the belts off the guns, yeah. Uno and Grayson versus FTR would be an awesome match. And they have had a bit of build. You know, Evil Uno had a main event a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they are doing a soft reintroduction. I hope so. Interesting. Because they have they took the Dark mm. Order hugely off the boil oh, yeah. in 2021, 2022. But oh man, this hangman page, Kenny and Bucks kind of reunion, a reunion tease if you can even call it that uh, perfectly done so in fitting of how they tell their stories you know in general like when it comes to other people getting involved or other feuds that sort of mm. focus isn't there but this is prime delicious cuts yeah and i guess the last thing we saw of kenny and hangman was the bucks like stepping back and not interfering on Kenny's behalf, right? So the Bucks have almost already made peace with Hangman. And it felt like they have been doing stuff to extend yeah. Olive Branch and the stuff that Hangman has sort of like battered away uh, almost. And, you know, there was the stuff with the trios of like, you know, we need to find a partner mm. and eventually they went with Kenny rather than, because Hangman had already got his yeah. guys. So they have been doing bits and pieces there, but you're right, like with Kenny and Hangman, they had the match uh, all out the trios match when it was hangman and the dark order mm. versus kenny yeah. and and the bucks but like as a sort of that story we haven't had that payoff <laughs> since the the full gear ending and i i don't know how this is going to be factored into it but i'd kind of like to hope that there will be something adam cole related in there because that is a big sort He's of like baby face it's now. a thread that has not quite been pulled mm. on yet that we need to like, what is this, the, the Adam Cole and the, the elites connection? And what does that mean for like Adam Cole's relationship with Kenny? We'll find that next year. <laughs> the, uh, I guess if you've got Hangman, Omega and the Bucks together, you are now moving away out of the trios division, weirdly. And, you know, JS and House of Black can have a five, six, eight month feud. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was thinking, oh, you've got Claudio, Mox and Utah. Wait a second. There's a fourth member of the Blackpool Combat Club that makes so much sense here. Yeah, him and Danielson. Like Danielson and Omega. <sighs> like that's that's the rematch that we've also been waiting on. And I hadn't actually put that together because in my head I had this like I'd sort of like fancy book this thing in my mind of Danielson's promo last week was I'm going home for a bit like I just need to take a bit of break when he comes back he's going to find a Blackpool Combat Club that he does not recognize mm. this Blackpool Combat Club that have just like fully gone heel and it's like this vicious group of of pricks basically and Danielson's been on this great babyface run ever since you know start 2023 so I was like oh maybe they'll do Danielson versus the Blackpool Combat Club and you can then Danielson and Claudio and Danielson and Utah and Danielson and Mox we can finally have that that like you know rematch mm, there mm. but I hadn't considered you're right. Danielson back with the Blackpool Combat Club to go up against the full foursome of the elite 
with Kenny, with the Bucks, and with Paige. I just, Tony, if, if you're watching This Week in Winnipeg, don't start with the Blood and Guts match. <laughs> yeah. You, you've done that so yeah. many times now. We we end with Blood and Guts, I feel. G- give me, give me honest, four months of just these two factions having every possible combination. Can I go even further? Uh-huh. It's a three-way Blood and Guts because you'll have Blackpool Combat Club, The Elite, and a full-strength Dark Order of Reynolds, Silver, Uno, and Grayson. That, because you do... I, I don't care about the Dark Order but I think there's, I think there's time to get you back in. Hmm. And I think they... I, I really do feel that you can make them feel like a full force again. I think The Elite... Like... Y- even if you did the best possible job with Dark Order, they're so, they're going to stand out so much. They won't look like they fit in that feud of you know that is a dream feud. That is Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone then thinks, oh yeah, but put in the Dark Order as well. Are you saying I've gone a bit TNA with this? Yes. Whereas like, well, we'll do a reverse ladder match. Have you thought about adding a penalty <laughs> box? <laughs> I think it's and it's a nice detail and it makes sense. Because they because the but it's Dark, a lack of focus. Because Dark Order are feuding with Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. So it it does sort of it does make sense though. I don't think that's a lack of focus. That, that they are part of this storyline, and so it does it should really conclude with those three teams. That should be the end of a storyline, right? Mm, I yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, could, that, it could certainly be a step. That's fine. I don't. It doesn't have to like it, but I don't think that's a lack of focus. Because if anything, dropping them from the story would feel like there's a lack of focus. When on I this. when I say a lack of focus, I mean for the the actual big tentpole main event. I match. agree. Yeah, you know, you can still tell that story, wrap up the dark order, loose end. But I would want the final bit to be completely focused on. Maybe, the, yeah. The major bit. Uh, as the question, someone's asking, like, is Grayson back? I don't think he is. I was under the impression it was a, a one and done. Because the last time we saw him was he was just in a backstage segment with the Dark Order, and that was the last show they had in Canada. And it just feels like any of this one was in Canada. He is Canadian, so it just feels like that's why he was on this show. But if I was Tony Khan, I'd be making a big play for him to come back. Well, Stu left then. He did. So maybe you could just yeah broker a deal. He's a he's a he's a free agent. Just say oh can you come back in for this run? Yeah. Here's the creative. I'd I'd be surprised if he turned it down. Yeah. Um. Overall, fantastic. Really can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Hopefully they do actually follow <laughs> it up next week. Like I I don't want next week the only touch on this to be. A, a 30 second backstage interview with Hangman Page and Renee. No, I mean, but that's where you're wrong because it'll be a 30 second video package <laughs> <laughs> with maybe a 10 second promo mm. from Hangman Page. I want a full, I just want full segments every week for the stories that I like. I was going to say, you love this 20 minute opening thing. It's, it's a very, it's, I mean, we used to rag on WWE 2012 when, because they were crap. When Triple H would come in and he'd be like, all right, well, it's the start of Raw then, I guess. <laughs> Wake me up in 25 minutes. There is nothing wrong with great in ring promos. They just need to be good. Which the WWE ones were. Hmm. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, let's see what everyone else's thoughts are in the Omega chats. Uh, Puckhead1994 says, This was an all-timer episode. Opening promo, 10 out of 10. Hangman Mark's going even further beyond with Stu. That main event focusing on the hometown peeps and the post-main event tease with the elite. Also, use this $5 for Tempest Forbidden Door funds. Uh, he, uh, he said to me today, Money the Bank is ruining my life at the moment. Because that was when he was supposed to be going back home. He was going to be going home for... But then they announced Money in the Bank. And he's like, I need to be here Mm. for Money in the Bank. Had he gone home, he would have been there for Forbidden Door 2, which is in his hometown. Yeah, that does suck for Tempest. Um, bear, bearing in mind we didn't tell him to do that that was that was something he he decided yeah yeah uh, but he also just happened to go back to Canada for one week and Edge was on an episode of Raw that he just happened to go to and that wasn't a, announced in advance or, yeah. or anything but it's, uh, no, so luck goes both ways exactly yeah <clears throat> plus he gets to hang out with us I think that's better than yeah. going to Forbidden Door 2 uh, Chris so we will be keeping those five dollars <laughs> Chris Nolan, uh, 15 Australian dollars. It's a step up from Canadian. Yeah. It was a great show. I think the wrong man got pinned in the final match. Oh, who would you have had pinned if not Garcia? I think he means by that that it was the not the legal man. Oh, right. 
Um, they, as, as I say, I feel like this is the referees holding a ladder discourse that we had a couple of weeks back. Bully Ray will probably do a podcast on this <laughs> where he'll like, and then we'll post a trios match that he did. And be like, see, no wrong people being pinned in this match, yeah. and then people will point to the wrong person being pinned in a match. No, Bubba, let's let's let everyone get more concussions <laughs> and forget all the spots in their matches. Sure, uh, they needed a little more time for that final scene. Oh, no, I thought it was done perfectly. I thought so as well. Wish they could have stayed on that shot longer. Now, just what will happen next? That's the key to it. It's like, mm. I, I want to know what happens next. Rooster Libre, Menberg for 17 months. Good day, lads. Did you notice that King hit Dante? Dante's Inferno and pinned Garcia, but wasn't legal. Murphy pinned him also and pushed King off at two. Yeah, well, I I didn't know. that I was actually too into the match. I, I lost track of who was yeah. who. It is a bit of a botch. Um, I think it is though. Well, it's it, it's a botch if the referee noticeably lost track of who was a legal man. But, the but whether it's a, a botch that matters, matters is yeah. different. I I personally don't think it matters. But if it took you out of it because you were too focused on following who's I who's just legal, feel like this is all I'm going to see on Twitter for like the mm-hmm. next three days, and I'm so, I'm already hey, mate, tired mate, of it. Get off Twitter. Oh, that's a good idea. It's sort of. <laughs> Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Great end to the show. What a moment. Do you think Brian meant going home as back to Blackpool Combat Club and make it four versus four with the Elite? Four out of five show. Could have done with Canadian Destroyers in every match and near falls, especially in the main event. Jam that jam, Swaff Nation. Uh, I mean, I thought this was uh, more than a four out of five show, mm. but you're right. It is definitely a four out of five show because there were there was a, a distinct lack of Canadian destroyers. <laughs> but it's okay because Ray Phoenix is having a match Uh-oh. with uh, with Powerhouse Hobbs on Rampage. Um, I think Brian literally meant home as in agree, family yeah. home. Um, but yeah, now on that four versus four. Uh, I'm just Marcus says, so MJF is going insane and boy, did he look it. That main event was absolutely incredible, if a bit messy, but that ending angle got me so excited. I really want to see these four make up and dominate together. Only thing missing was Jarrett winning. I loved the fact, because I, I finished recording a podcast <laughs> last night at about half past 11, and I just sort of like, just quickly checked Twitter before I went to bed. And it was essentially everyone having a sort of a, a group, big group community meeting where they were coming to the acceptance that Jeff Jarrett was winning. <laughs> Being like, look, it's fine. I, I don't know what Tony sees in him, but he's, Jarrett's winning the belt and we're just going to all have to get over that. And I'm there going like, yes, give me more. I think this does show uh, that Jarrett needs more booking control in the promotion <laughs> because he would have booked himself to win. Yeah, absolutely. He would yeah, have done. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the right move for business. Yeah. And he is the director of business development. You can see as well that Tony has he's got Jarrett on a leash because I bet you Jarrett like proposed five other spots <laughs> in the in the finish. And then he was like, well, let's let's just rein that back. It's like, we'll, we'll just do four of them, yeah. shall we? Here's the play-by-play of the show. We opened on MJF's re-bar mitzvah, apparently a custom that is typically offered to people in their 80s. Yeah, I think they turn 83. <laughs> uh, if Jewish, Jewish men turn 83, they can have a re-bar mitzvah. I, I was slightly let down by this because I think that AEW did a really great job of hyping up something quite spectacular here 
because they were using all of the photos from his actual bar mitzvah where he had like a WWE WrestleMania themed. It was like Maximania. Yeah. He had the, the WWE logo upside down to be the M before Miz did it, which he says, but I'm not going to see the guy because I like him. I know, too much respect for him. Too much respect <laughs> for him. And there's brilliant stuff like this. And he had like like gorgeous women like with huge boobs in tight Ship, tops <laughs> let's call them what they were okay it was almost like one of those mad episodes of my sweet 16 yeah, yeah. and i was like they're gonna go all out on this because if that's what he did in real life what's gonna happen when he gets into a kayfabe world the answer was balloons and cake he had a couple of strippers at the start he got off with one it was not as and, and a load of uh, sort of men came down and, and helped him do the, the chair celebration yeah. spot. It was not as uh, outrageous as I was expecting this to be based on the build yeah. that they had done for it. I, uh, I do agree. Um, it was so good, though, what came next. Absolutely. But it, it made up for it. But yeah, in terms of a... Max usually really goes to the potential and then finds an extra 10%. Yeah. Just get Chris Jericho's mind on it. Because Jericho would be there like, right, I've got a number for a clown. You can yeah, use yeah. it and a magician. Uh, you need some artwork and a big present. <laughs> and someone would... Why wasn't Jungle Boy popping out a present? Oh, well, because you got to start the form of the template of music hit, you come out. Mm. Music hit, you come out. Of course. Uh, but he... Uh, we're, we're in the office and Dave Bradshaw says, oh, I heard... Max tried to get heat for saying that Judaism is the best religion, which he did. And we were like, yeah, but um, he got more heat by saying Bret Hart was boring. <laughs> and Sean was better. <laughs> He's also calling himself the Iron Man because he beat Danielson in an Iron Man match. Uh, really, you know, fun stuff, but I do agree. Then Jungle Boy's music hits. He comes out. He goes to say something. Sammy Guevara's music hits. Which, at that point, I was like, oh, I know what they're doing. Because when Jungle Boy came out by himself, I was like, okay. But when Sammy came out, I was like, oh, four pillars. And then I was like, Britt Baker? Like, no, who, no. Who's the next one? I was thinking Ricky Starks. I don't know why I forgot about Darby Allen. I was like, once Sammy came out, I was like, all right, so Darby's next. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's what the crowd realized as well. Like, like you, they were like, that's the four pillars. And so there was then there's this sort of like ripple of anticipation. So when Darby's music hit, he got this monster pop for coming out. It was really cool. Yeah. Darby's super over. And I, I love, like, not only are they the four pillars of the men's division in AEW, been there since day one, homegrown original AEW stars. And look at where they're at now. It's also Max's history with each one of those. Because I can tell you the matches he had with them. Yeah. And, and the great spots and the wars they went through. Yeah, I thought it was really, really smart. And like MJF himself was doing that. Like he went, you know, they, each of them got their promos to be like, here is why I am here for a title match. Here is why I am here for a title match. And MJF was like, beating you, beating you, beating you. And like can name the dates and the shows and everything they beat on. And like, yeah, because MJF is this attraction that only wrestles four times a year. You're like, it's it's a survival series yeah. round, more or less, is MJF <laughs> matches reverse chronological order. Takeshita, no, no, Danielson? Yeah. Iron Man match. Takeshita? Yeah. Ricky Starks. Yep. Then it was the title win. Mm -hmm. So Moxley. Moxley. Yeah. Forgot then. Then uh, I guess I don't think he had a match in between then. So ladder match yeah. at the end, yeah. obviously you know all, all out. And then it would have been Wardlow. Yeah. Six then, matches in nine then months. Punk. And uh, he might have had a TV. 
between Double or Nothing and Revolution. No, no, Punk was at Revolution. So, uh, oh, what else? He had, he had. I don't, Double or Nothing was Wardlow. Yeah, I don't know if he did. I can't remember if he did because there's definitely a Sean Dean match in there. Sean As Dean, usual, because Sean Dean beat him by DQ. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get some Survival Series prep in here. MJF cage match. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, this was everyone got to cut their promo. Jungle Boy was talking about how MJF doesn't really care about this company because he is not doing all of the shows. He only does Dynamite. I never see you on Rampage. I never see you on Dark. I never see you on Elevation. But I do all of that because I do care. Yeah. Well, you were right. If if uh, you go back from Wardlow, Sean Dean defeats MJF by countdown. Then it was CM Punk. Then it was CM Punk. Then it was Sean Dean defeating MJF. And that's it. That's it for all of last year. We forgot the six man, and there was the six man tag as well. But I guess that was the end of twenty twenty one. Yep, and the end of twenty twenty one. It was MJF defeating Wheeler Utah uh, in October oh, twenty twenty two. Which that was a good match as well. They sort of build it up with how they both wrestled through mid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, uh, carry on. Uh, so that was Jungle Boy's promo, and then Sammy Guevara also had a few like home truths, and there was like a lot of this was sort of like shooty work stuff, and like. Sammy was talking about how he was just brought in here to be a, a Jericho job guy. I didn't like that. You didn't like the work shoot stuff? Or? I I think there was a way, I think Darby Allen, for instance, did it in a way that fits his character. He's like, you know, all these legends and veteran wrestlers are whining about their contracts on Twitter. I'm not going to start a bidding war of 2024 because I will never compromise who I am. And AEW is the only place that lets me be that. I thought that was great. It put over him, it put over the company, and it made Max look like a heel. Yeah. When Sammy did it, it was too close to shoot. It was like, oh, right, okay, so this is a a fake thing. I was brought in. You were just brought in because Jericho didn't want to take the moves. Yeah. I, 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 I guess like so, yeah. But he, I think he turned it around to be like, but then I worked my ass off and I showed that I'm like a three-time former TNT champion. Oh, delivery was great. I thought yeah. the content was bad. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Darby had his promo, which was like, I, when I was at film school, I submitted my film and they tried to get me to change it. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, no, I'm not, then I'll quit. And so he quit film school and became a pro wrestler and then he's decided to stay with AEW because it's the only place where he can really be him and he doesn't feel compromised with any of that. Just don't don't take that as 100% career advice, folks. If, if you're at home, don't follow your dreams. Also, I mean, I have also seen Darby's films because he showed... <laughs> and maybe, maybe your teacher was right. <laughs> maybe the teacher was like, I'm so worried for you. You <laughs> threw yourself out of a tree. I didn't, I, this isn't you, a film. You didn't need to do that. We got okay? a visual effects department. You're trying to trying to constrain me, man. <laughs> You're trying to control my narrative, man. Oh my God, I'm trying to help you. Are you okay? Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, MJF then. I oh, know. Wait. MJF cut a promo on each of them. <laughs> you know, talking about how like he, he ran down Jungle Boy. He actually had a really good point where it's like. You have got Christian. Mm. You've got Chris Jericho. You've got Sting. I don't need to be part of Daddy Daycare. I thought that was uh, some really good stuff. Also, when he was talking about Sammy, he was talking about how uh, oh, Sammy Guerrero will probably propose to a new girlfriend in, in seven months' time. And I was like, well, at least I've got a girlfriend and this and the other. And the other line he had was just like, I'm amazed you can remember all of that because I usually just start fights backstage. <laughs> yeah, to Sammy, yeah. Uh, the great bit of this, though, because, you know, this is just fun... Four guys who who kind of seem like, you know, that they are, they dislike each other, but they are colleagues. That's the wrong word, contemporaries. Yeah. 
So there is. A, they are also colleagues, but yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. They're contemporaries. That there's a bond between them. So when Max takes off his sunglasses and he reveals this bloodshot eye and these this bruising around his eye sockets, Darby goes, "You okay, man? You look like S word." And it was the crowd laughed. It was delivered in a, a kind of funny way. Darby's comedy delivery was surprisingly good. Mm. Not seen that from him before, but. It, it felt like an actual bit of concern in character that this guy, Max, is sacrificing parts of his mental health and just general sanity because he has become so obsessed with this title. It's the only thing that matters to him is that title. I love it. Yeah, really, really cool. I thought it was a really, really good segment. I was surprised at like how much Meltzer hated this. I haven't heard his review yet. Really, really didn't like mm. this, but the things that he didn't like were mentioning people wanting to leave because he thinks that paints the company bad. Yeah. But he also thought that Jungle Boy made the company look bad as well when he said that Max doesn't wrestle on Rampage or he doesn't wrestle on Dark. He said, because you're just telling your audience those are minor league shows. But I don't think that's what Jungle Boy's point was. And I don't think that's even what Jungle Boy was even hinting at or even what you could read into that. Because <laughs> what he was saying was, I care about yes. this company. I care about wrestling in front of fans. So I do every show they possibly can. But you're stuck up your own ass, and that will only wrestle four times a year. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's how I took it. That's why I didn't. That I that was one of those lines where you know Jungle Boy's delivery isn't really anywhere near everybody else's in this room. Mm. But when he made that point, I was like, he's never wrestled on Rampage. Wow, Max is a heel. Uh, similar to when Max made the line about everyone's got essentially uh, daddies. Yeah, daddy issues. <laughs> Uh, but this was great. It's not just how like an enjoyable segment in and in and of itself. It's the excitement that it builds for the future. Yeah, because this is this is going to be our title program for the next month. Yes, please. Yeah, I mean, is it fatal four way or double <clears throat> or nothing? Mm. I mean, double or nothing. That's quite a long way away, though. Yeah, I I, I would. I, I don't want AEW to get stuck in these loops of we only do pay per view to pay per view programs for our main. Mm -hmm. stars because i don't i think it's too long yeah i think you need you need a blow-off you know we're mid-march right now yes yeah, so we're not talking it's two and a half two and yeah. a half months away um so we'll see i don't know cm punk will face him anyway <laughs> uh clips of jericho getting honored by the mayor of manitoba 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 such a heel Blackpool Combat Club took on Hangman Page and Dark Order. This was Stu Grayson making his return. Really good match. Great match. Hangman Page taken out on the outside by Wheeler Utah with the ring bell. So it's like Blackpool Combat Club definitively heals. Get this great run of just Evil Uno and Stu Grayson almost winning. Their near falls were so good. Two great near falls. Um, but of course, Blackpool Combat Club... Numbers went out and Mox chokes Stu out. Yeah, Bulldog choked him. I thought it was a great, great trios match. Really good. And, you know, a, it's a division that one house of black won the belts. We sort of like, you know, took a step back and we're like, okay, well, we've done Death Triangle. We've done the Elite. Who is there for House of Black to face? And you're like, oh, man, they haven't really got a whole lot of other trios. It's probably top flight and AR Fox, mm. it'll probably be. All of a sudden now I'm looking at, well, there's another trio in Blackpool Combat Club. There's the Dark Order. And, you know, there's JAS, there's the elite kind of like reforming again and like maybe getting back into picture. You're like, all of a sudden, yeah, we've got a massively bolstered out division. A lot of the tag teams also have seconds and thirds. Yeah. So Jarrett, That's Lethal, right. Sam, Sam Singh, Claim Daddy Ass. Yeah. 
Um, the only thing I would change here... FTR and CM Punk. The, the future champions. <laughs> the only thing I'd change is John Silver and Alex Reynolds run down to make the save. And the Blackpool Combat Club don't run away, but they walk away. Why wouldn't they just beat the crap out of them too? Because they've done their job. They've, done, they've had their fun. And but they they're w- still doing it later. They, their, their job is to beat up all of the Dark I Order. Know, I felt they looked like badasses just walking away. And it really was just a case of like, nah, it's not worth my time. Okay. Uh, Juice Robinson cut a promo on Ricky Starks backstage. He's great delivery. He but certainly is. Need to see something from him, really. Uh, Jay Cargill came out to face Canada's best. It was Nicole Matthews, apparently local, seventeen-year veteran. Um, but not much respect was given to her here. She was beaten in two moves with the Jaded, and then Jade spoke to Renee Young up Paquette afterwards. Sorry, afterwards, and. She said, you're Canadian, aren't you? Which is a good line. <laughs> that was good, To yeah. beat Renee. <laughs> Renee was like, no, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and that queued up Tyre Valkyrie's debut in AEW. She did a dance. She did, yeah. And she came out and she hit Layla Gray with uh, her finishing move, mm. which also is um, Jaded. It's something Valkyrie, Ride of the Valkyries? Ride of the Valkyries, something, something like, like that, that? yeah. Um, the commentary said, hey, she's like... She, maybe she's no longer a free agent. And after this segment, it was announced online that she is officially all elite. Mm. I, she's, she's, a, she's a very good wrestler. Um, I, I just can't get excited about stuff when it's Jay Cargill. That's the, I think that's the problem. I think there's the other problem is I've seen a lot of women come into AEW with a lot of pomp and circumstance and then where's Athena? You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it, a lot of them come in immediately like, just to lose to Jade. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, brilliant. This, they're going to get a big spotlight on them. They're going to be this great thing. It's like, oh, but give it three months mm-hmm. and we'll see where we are. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll see where you are when you're having like one match on Rampage every six months. Mercedes Martinez. Did that happen to her as well? Was yeah. She, I think she, she got injured. Was she fed to Jade? I mean, the, the thing that's, you know, really excited about the future of the trios division and the the main event title picture, but we're we're fifty four and zero with Jade, and it shows no signs of stopping. So it just makes me think, okay, Ty's getting beaten. What are we going for? Are we going for a hundred? Because that's that's another year. Yeah, I mean, she's like four hundred odd days as champion, and I don't really care at this mm. point, especially because she's like, there's no one else in the company. Apart from <laughs> all the main stars in the division. Look at all the people that are in the uh, segment later with the outcasts. Exactly. Uh, Ricky Starks answered Juice Robinson in an interview with Tony Schiavone backstage. He did say, bring the Bullet Club. Forbidden Doors around the corner. It's quite, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's quite far yeah. around the corner. Well, you know, it's three and a half months away. Filter Ricky and Juice at the pay-per-view. And then that can set up two and a half months away. That can set up Ricky <laughs> at plus friends versus Bullet Club um, in three and a half months. Okay. Okay. Uh, QTV now. 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 Let me talk to you. <laughs> this was this caught me by surprise. Powerhouse Hobbs. You know, you look at him, you're really into him. He's this just like hoss guy. He looks angry. Looks mean. Book of Hobbs. Super serious. Here comes QT Marshall last week. Helps him win the title. So I think, okay, well, what tone are they going to come to together? Is it going to be a more serious QT? Like we have with the Mob Boss Nightmare Factory days. Nightmare, yeah, Nightmare Factory. 
because that was good. Didn't so, ever okay. didn't play out into anything. But that first couple of promos, you just don't know the back. You just know the, how the system works. <laughs> you know how this industry works. The first few like Tony Soprano promos he cut, mm. Tony Sopromos, <laughs> I got a kick out of. Yeah. So I thought, okay, maybe QT is going to be a serious thing. No way! It is a TMZ parody. He's there with Aaron Solo. Was RJ City there? I don't think RJ. They wouldn't put RJ in this group. No way. I saw someone say that RJ was in the in the sort of group as well. No. And and Aaron, they they effectively said in the old TMZ news style. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore as well. What, TMZ. But like the way they used to film their morning update news shows. Yeah, I'll be honest because I've never seen a TMZ. I did not get that until I went on to uh, a, a few write-ups about this mm. show and basically to find out who the blonde woman was because they didn't actually introduce who she was. Because you fancied her. No, I was just curious because she got so much light, like so, so many lines. I'm like, who is she? Who, who is she? Uh, I'll find out for you in a second. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I haven't actually ever watched TMZ directly. No. I've seen parodies of TMZ. Uh, oh, I see. So I know the style. Hold uh, on. Hold mostly on. by Will Arnett. What uh, is that acting like he's happy from TMZ with some extras acting like reporters. Harley Cameron is the girl. As they cut to a video of Aaron Solo breaking into Wardlow's mm. car. So Harley Cameron as well. No mention of RJ City, so I don't think he was in this segment. Um, I want more RJ City. <laughs> Maybe I just manifested him. Apparently, according to Hector Rodriguez, TMZ still films stuff like this. Mm. Uh, so Aaron Solo was revealed to be the one who actually broke into Wardlow's car last week. I don't mind that they turned it into a shoot. Not at all. Um, a real thing. That, sorry, a work. Uh, and then they, they cut some jokes about Wardlow, like, what do you think's next for him? Well, whatever Batista did, just not as good. And they have his passport. That's why Wardlow can't get to them. They're in Canada. The, I did not want, I'm not excited for a QT Marshall-led act. I'm excited for a Hobbs act. Yeah, that was my takeaway from this. It did not feel like a... <clears throat> Hobbs as champions felt like our newest way of getting QT Marshall on TV. Yeah. Why? I've got nothing against QT. That's he, the he, thing. He did, yeah. our, he did our podcast and he was very, very pleasant. Nice guy. he was guy. a very, very nice guy. Very good wrestler. Yeah, really good. A really good hand to have on the card and a very, very good trainer as well. Mm. Got a very inspiring story about him. I think the people that call him like a Cody lackey, I think is very unfair. I think he's actually a very hardworking, Definitely. inspirational guy. Mm. But I don't think he should be over, <laughs> overpowering and outshining powerhouse Hobbs in segments. Yeah. Um, however, QTV is. It's phenomenal. You're, you like this? Just, just a no, not the concept, the name. <laughs> oh, right. QTV. His name's QT. It fits. Orange Cassidy then took on. Finally, we can talk about some stars here. <laughs> this was the leveling up match <laughs> in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. On AEW. On AEW Warner Brothers. Until Discovery. last week. Isn't it the best promo? Oh yeah, I showed it to you yesterday. You showed it to me yesterday because you're like, did you see the Winnipeg promo? I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> it's just only not blinking whatsoever. In Winnipeg, in Winnipeg, TBS Championship, TBS, leveling up, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. You're like, he's not going to get in one more in Winnipeg. <laughs> and then he gets in two. <laughs> Laurie was like, uh, Laurie overheard it and said, that really does reek of someone who's like, you've got two minutes to film this. And he's like, I can do two minutes on this. And realised he's done everything. He's watching the countdown. i like, how long have I got? Uh, Winnipeg. Someone, uh, I think someone commented when I did 
the promo impression last week. It's like Tony's doing me doing one minute warning. (laughs) (laughs) AEW are in Winnipeg next week. Shazam Fury deviation (laughs) hesitation. (laughs) Um, I'll let you take it away for this. Well, it was Jeff Jarrett versus Orange Cassidy for the international championship. Question number one: What's the difference between international and world? Oh, one is endorsed by Shazam Fury of the Gods. There it is. Mm. Um, I like this match because everyone had come to the acceptance that Jeff Jarrett was going to win, and they did everything to make you think that Jeff Jarrett was going to win in all of the Jeff Jarrett ways that you know best. There was a walk and brawl, so already it's a five star Jarrett match. <laughs> I was, I was like, where is it? Where is it? They're on the outside. Hey, into the crowd. Bop, 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 bop. Fed back in there. We've got a ref bump in here. And brilliant Aubrey rundown as well. Loved all of that. Guitars. Orange Cassidy faking out that he got hit with the guitar. So Satnam Singh got ejected. The original referee woke up. Golden Globe shot. And, and then I knew. I was like, oh, I love Jarrett so much. Because he did this when he hit the stroke in the tag match as well. He crawls to the pin and goes, yeah! <laughs> to make it the kick out even more impactful. Yeah. And he just gets incredible heel heat for everything that he does. It is over. I wrote here, that was a lot of overbooked fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is it overbooked if it was fun? Doesn't that just mean it was booked? What did you buy that near for off the Golden Globe shot from Jay The Lethal? second he cheered, no. <sighs> I I was like, they've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy bastards have done oh it. Oh my God, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but when they announced that it was going to be Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett, and that's the beauty of Jeff Jarrett, is people truly believed, oh, Jarrett's winning, it was mm-hmm. cause Because we're all, we've all got PTSD from those early days of TNA when Jarrett just won all the time. So we just see Jarrett in a time match. We're like, oh my God, Jarrett's going to win. Yeah. They did it brilliantly in the tag team feud with the Acclaim. Yeah, yeah. Remember when they, when they won the belt? And we were like, oh my God, they actually did it. They actually won the belts. And they just did a big old Memphis swerve on you. Jarrett, no, mm-hmm. no. Oh, he's just, he's awesome. Less Jeff Jarrett hate online, please. Uh, yeah. One more to add. Great. Oh, sorry. My favorite spot of mm. this. Jarrett is working over the knee because he hit Orange Cassidy in the knee with the guitar last week. And they're in Canada. And so he goes for the figure four, his patented figure four leg lock. And then he puts one leg through and goes, oh, no, 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 no. Locks in the sharpshooter. <laughs> You're not a baby face. You're not Bret Hart. Boo. Actually, just one more thing to add. There was a guy fully dressed up as the Shockmaster <laughs> in the crowd. The Orange Cassidy fist bumped on the way down. Like full belly out. Yep. It was at that point I realized, oh, this is the best episode of Dynamite I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, is that actually the Shockmaster? <laughs> no, I think it is. As is Tony, as is Tony he, just done. Is he dead? Yeah, is he dead? Is he dead? Oh, dear. It was Tugboat, wasn't it? Uh, acclaimed to have a music video. Uh, it was not a diss track music video, which I, I really get a kick out of. It was more of a here is a here is just a rap that Max Caster's written about the acclaimed. No, no, he's still alive. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Fred Ottoman is still with us, uh, doing scissoring to fans and and just showing how over they are with fans. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted by looking, by looking up Uncle <laughs> it's Fred. Understandable. 
the outcasts. That's Cody's Uncle Fred. He's related. Yeah, there's it's uh, Dusty Rhodes' brother-in-law. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, the outcasts are a newly named faction of Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, and Soraya. They came out and they cut another You People promo, which again I thought was very good mm. because it rang true. I got a big kick out of this. I mean, it's all like very base level stuff. I thought actually Tony Storm stuff was really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I thought Soho was like, oh, I thought the grass was supposed to be greener over here, uh, but some bitches pissed all over it. Fun little line. But it was Soraya that made me laugh the most because she called the crowd neckbeard stinky twats. Yeah. After last week, Ruby <laughs> called them fat neckbeards. Neckbeards, stinky twats. It works because she's British yeah. and we say the word correctly. Yeah, twat. Oh, yeah, they say twat. Twat. They? Yeah, twat. twat. There's no O in that. Uh, the the red Reddit squared circle forum reactions are all like, they recognize us. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of comments about that. Uh, it didn't get the heat you'd <clears throat> imagine, though. Considering they are in Winnipeg, Canada, I thought the. It just was. You look at the January shows with some of those insane crowds. This wasn't there. It was oh, a. Yeah. It was a very good loud crowd. See when Kenny was out. Yeah, I thought it would be nuclear for everything. Yeah. but they were. They were only properly nuclear for the three people from Winnipeg on this show. Well, yeah, it's your hometown boys. Don Callis. Don Callis. Uh, yeah, Tony Storm's bit was when she spoke about being the champion, but she was only the, ever the interim champion. Yeah, it was a. Like, you know, that is a worthy justification for being annoyed. You were just waiting for Jamie Hayter to win the belt off me. And when she did, you all cheered. Mm. So I, I, that totally is believable. Yeah. So I, I, I now really like this faction. Yeah, uh, me, me too. Yeah, and but then at the Ruby edition has taken them from one dimensional to three dimensional. And then out came Hater and Baker, beautifully wearing Canadian tuxedos. Oh, is that what that was? That's it. They came down in Canadian tuxedos. The double denim. They were looking for that hometown pop. Didn't quite get it. Mm. But they came down. The numbers game slightly got the better of them. So out came all the other women that Ruby was running down in her promo. So Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, and awesomely Riho. With a lead pipe. <laughs> she means business. It's weird to see Rio with a weapon. Yeah, well, she, she means business. Yeah, you, it's just like... It's like a, a really cute thing with a gun. <laughs> you know, like a, a lovely little cute cat has got its machete. Yeah. Oh, this incongruent in my head. Uh, where's Sheeda? Honestly, she was... She was a big part of this feud. She was at the start of this story. Well, you know, maybe she, I, there's way, there are still stories to tell. She'll come into it at some point in this story. Or Tony doesn't care. Mm -hmm. uh, where's, to, where's she been 2.0 uh, had a promo backstage. They say they love rap music. They're entertain it's entertaining. So they're entertaining. Such a good promo. They're kind of building the acclaimed feud. Still, they'll face the Bollywood Boys on Rampage. And Phoenix cut a promo because he's going to fight Hobbs on Rampage for the TNT title. Yeah. Look, she had a match on in AEW recently. She had a match on Dark Elevation in December. <laughs> But the, no, she's she um, had the the storyline didn't because it was it was Soraya saying yeah. I'm gonna choose yeah yeah and Tony and Hader beat Sheeda in yeah she was part of the story she just hadn't any matches I guess or has been around at all yeah um she's been doing some stuff and she did some uh, wave and I was at Academy Sheeda is like my favorite women's wrestler yeah so I I do have a chip in the game and I am biased here. 
I'm very annoyed well, about I, the use of it. Well, I would say, let it play out. Mm-hmm. She may come back into this story. Mm-hmm. I hope that she has not just been replaced with Riho. Like, you know, like, I'd love Nyla to be a part of this story. Nyla's day yeah, one. Yeah. You know, I think it makes sense that Riho's there, the inaugural women's champion. So it makes complete sense that she is part of this. But Nyla Rose was also part of that match. And I thought her and Rio were awesome on Rampage. So yeah. I'd, I'd love Nyla to be part of this. And that's mainly because I've got, again, I love Nyla Rose. So I'd like to see Nyla involved in more things on <clears> TV, <throat> especially now that Vicky's gone because Vicky's left the company. If if you bolster that team as well with so you've got uh, Britt, Jamie, Nyla, Rio, Shida, let's say, mm-hmm. they're all champions. They're all former either champion. one champion or former champions. Whereas the outsiders, Tony Storm, you could argue in a, just an inaugural, not inaugural, interim, Soraya, uh, Ruby Soho. Yeah, that that's another nice detail to add to the feud. Uh, I would add probably Athena as well. She's not been a W Women's Champion. No, and she's heel at the moment as well. And so she's she, heel, so she'd be perfect. And Serena Deeb. Yeah, where is Deeb? Is she still injured? I don't know. Uh, anyway, overall, really good episode. Then it was the trio's main event. Really good episode of AEW, not just to watch, but for how excited it makes you for the future. I gave it 88%. Yeah, this is a five out of five show for me. I had a blast with this episode. I thought it was really, really great. Let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. This is some kind of Patreon shout-out. Nate, drop surname. The Batsman, Nathan Batty. The number one villain, Nikolai Martinsonusen. Peter Fiberbrontus. Probably better than Carl, Philip O'Reilly. The man who wears the gold, the man recognised by Swamp Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Reese Cook. What the rock is smelling. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Yo, Adrian! Rocky. Ross, Pooper, Scooper, Cooper. Rue the Day, Rario O'Brien Kelly. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class, on the 16th of March, 2023, the man with the scoops, Sean. You can get your name read out on this very show by heading over to patreon.com forward slash Rustalk and becoming one of our pledge hammers. It's Wednesday yesterday, so you know what that means. Rustalk After Dark dropped, which was me, Pete, and Tempest having a grand old time. Mm. Uh, and then the week before that was the behind the scenes, and we had the mailbag as well. And next week, asterisk, there's still two Wednesdays mm. left in, in the month. But next week, asterisk, it's Ollie Davis and I, me and you, reviewing WrestleMania X8 for WrestleTalk Extra. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Rock Hogan and then the show ending. And <laughs> that's the last match that's on the card. I bet Rock Hogan is probably one of the matches I've watched most, like top 10 matches and, and just how many times I've watched it. It's in the top ten. Mm. I've oh. seen that match like fifteen times. Plus, we get to watch the uh, the, uh, the Scott Hall cell as well. Boom. <laughs> Uh, right, our remaining Omega chats. Last call, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support to get them in. BM Whitehouse 76. I might be one of the only three people in the world that would like to see this, but I think it would be a fun idea if MJF recruited Bully Ray as his bodyguard. I just think those two would have great chemistry and be great heat magnets. There is a lot of that that makes sense, mm. apart from the fact that MJF is very much a lone island and you know part of that 
his promo here was that I don't need anybody. I don't need a daddy daycare system. But you're right. Like I think MJF and Bully Ray together would do some amazing heel baiting promos. I think crowd baiting. I think it'd be too much. I think like why would you add another great Mike guy? And there's also like Bully Ray would just be no. I think I'm the star here. Yeah. Like, I should I should probably have all the Mike time. Like Wardlow MJF worked great because Wardlow's silent and big and imposing. Uh, Bubba is well, Bully is just excellent on the mic so I, I wouldn't do that puckhead 1994 i'm mildly annoyed at blackpool combat club using the bell in the match when regal was there he would be disappointed if the blackpool combat club even used a rope break in my opinion using cheap tactics goes against the original tenants of tenants of blackpool combat club again use this five dollars for tempest's forbidden door fund do it no uh no i thought regal encouraged cheating you're a villain he's a villain he's the villain yeah but you have to be good enough to get out of technical yeah, moves of course yeah but if you want to hit someone with a brass nose go right ahead puckhead 1994 again how do you feel if double j won the owen hart tournament ah that's really a nice sweet. idea that's really nice i think it could be a wholesome moment since jeff has a history of teaming with owen or he could elevate the tournament as a whole because it's personal use this five dollars for the tempest food and dolphin i it's a really sweet idea, but he's such a heel. Such a heel. It would. It just wouldn't work for me. No, it'd be. I mean, it, if you wanted to do a Jarrett babyface run, that is a way to do it because it would mean a lot to Jeff. Mm. I'd imagine. However, he's too good of a heel, and I don't think you you could do that heel run through the Owen Hart tournament mm. like that. You don't want a babyface, Jeff. Hey, it nearly worked in TNA. Remember when he came, in like 2010 when he when was going to make his comeback? Yeah, and mm. he was going up against Hogan before he joined Hogan as part of Immortal. <laughs> uh, William Rosmer. So at what point do we admit Blackpool Combat Club has just become Wish.com Shield? I think that. It's funny. It's unfair. It's yeah. more like the Shield grew up, drank a load of beer, yeah. and got mean. It's, it's an adult version yeah. of, uh, of the Shield. It's not the... the the toy version. I, I, I think what you've said sitting there, William, is you've seen three men are together. And I've got Shield. And one of them is John Moxley. That's <laughs> true. Charles Berg. Uh, Jew here to explain <laughs> some stuff. MJF's scarf was a prayer shawl called a tallet. The chair dance is called the horror. Uh, it's great. Meshugana means crazy. Fun Jew fact. There's about 15 million Jews in the world and a population of 8 billion. And we're not evil. No one is saying you're evil. You... No one's saying you're evil. No. Um, that's that's interesting, though, those yes, bits. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hello, Luke. Hello, Ollie. I hope you are having a beautiful day. Remember to take your breaks. Oh, we had quite the break today. It's important. When it comes to AEW, I feel like I am not their audience anymore. I stopped watching and enjoying. For now, I am good other shows outside of Khan TV. They fly wow. Dan. Not enough Dexter Loomis, I guess. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm at work. Forget this Four Pillars nonsense or JAS versus House of Black. What we really need is MJF versus Jake Hager's terrible hat match ASAP. Hager's beloved purple hat versus MJF's Furbury beauty. Furbury? Yeah, MJF had a big, uh, one of those big hats bucket hat on. on. Big bucket hat on. Furry bucket hat. Furbury. Michael Dominguez. One, change AEW chats to Ash chats. Two, Ollie, I agree. Punk did no wrong. Bucks went looking for a fight and found one. I'm just going to caveat 
my ironic, my, <laughs> my the irony that I, I sail that with, just in case you think I'm 100% serious. Three, my YouTube TV stopped recording right as Combat Club got in. I yelled no. <laughs> uh, and four, Trio's match could have ended so many ways and they found better. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. That's what I love about wrestling. When I've got a, a fantasy booking scenario that I love and it is exceeded by the people who actually put on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm so sorry this has not been recorded for the name, so please it's a stream tell the mods. Issue. Apologies. Yeah, do let our mods know who you are. First time Ultra Chat. Love this dynamite. Everything matters and progresses, but also is an enjoyable standalone. I can't stand it when I can skip all the weeklies and just watch a pre-show to get the gist and feel like I've not missed anything. Shazam! <laughs> Oh, it's just transformed. Fury of uh, the gods. Yeah. I mean, what he's basically describing there is raw. Mm. <laughs> uh, can I hot tag to you? Of course you can. Justin Edelheit has been a member for three months in a row. So this was one of the best dynamites. I loved the mm. rebar mitzvah. The aura being interrupted made me hate Jungle Boy. And I love <laughs> his hat. Apologies if I was saying that word wrong as well. I am pretty thick. Thunderstorm 87. There was no blood on this show. Was that due to local Winnipeg laws? I think maybe Moxley's just got none left. <laughs> he's finally bled dry. Yeah. Well, he's seen the memes now. And oh, just, what are the memes? Well, oh, it, just the jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Roy, I'm with Luke on the Dark Order being in Blood and Guts. Turn them into badass tweeners. Have them cut a promo on everything they've been through, lost their leader, their friends. Hangman is embarrassed by them. It'll work. It will be awesome. I disagree. Harrison Earl, the best thing about MJF's daycare line is that it's fundamentally untrue. Since AEW started, he's had Cody Wardlow, Inner Circle, Pinnacle the Firm, and then William Regal won him the belt. He's been helped more than the other three combined. It's so good. I adore him. I didn't even think of that. I thought Cody yeah. at the start, but you're so right. <laughs> I forgot about all the Jericho stuff. That's hilarious. That's so good. Uh, Cody Menenga has been a member for <laughs> nine months in a row, says you can't really expect <laughs> AEW to book the secondary women's belt well when they have the main women's belt buried dead in a mean girl storyline. Cody, I could not disagree with you more. There. This is the first time in a, a while that the belt has felt more than just it is a prop for the women to defend in eight minute matches on pay-per-view. Pre-revolution, it was just a Mean Girls storyline, but now I think it's it's got an extra layer to it. Uh, Ryan here says, Hi guys, hope all is well. Really enjoyed this episode of Dynamite. Opening segment and main events were great. Just one thing. <laughs> is it just me, or uh, is, it, is it just me becoming less invested in Jade Cargill, this 53-0, and 0, uh, losing its importance due to the lack of feud with top stars? Oh yeah. You're not alone, saying it for weeks. Not alone. Uh, so he did a Columbo there, Ryan. He just did. one more thing. I've started doing that in news episodes. Are you watching a lot of Columbo at the moment? I just like doing it. <laughs> just, 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 just one, one more thing. thing. I hope if I do it enough, one of the wrestlers that surely watches Wrestle Talk will do it in a promo. And then that that's your like if you do it, then we know ah, they watch Wrestle Talk. In the same way that when wrestlers say you talk too much. It's a reference to Botchamania, which Sammy yeah. did on this show. He yeah. did, yeah. Uh, Austin Money said it's time to add Jeff Jarrett to everything <laughs> MCU DCU hell make him fight Godzilla and King Kong he just makes everything better Jeff Jarrett versus Godzilla and King Kong you have described Luke Owens <laughs> wet dream how would you would you shrink down Kong and Godzilla no, you, no, you'd, you'd glow up Jeff Jarrett so you can give the stroke to Godzilla through a, <laughs> through a building <laughs> choke on that slap nuts <laughs> 
Wilfred Langside says, holy heckers, what a show. Atmosphere was electric in the venue. Lost my voice way before Judas. Oh, cool. Got to high five Swiss on the BCC entrance. And wow, that trio's main event. Cannot wait for them to come back to Winnipeg. Mm. Looks like they're doing a bunch of shows in Canada. They yeah, announced Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door, but they're doing like a bunch of dynamites and rampages like either side of it as well. Good idea. Great wrestling market. Yeah. Come here though. Mm -hmm. Um... Just Donny Chan says, Luke, did you catch Scene Queen's new single that dropped last night? Unsurprisingly, it is amazing. I've been keeping track. I've listened to like the short clip that she was posting up on the old TikTok. Um, it's a bit of a banging track. It's almost it's become quite a controversial little track as well. A lot of people trying to work out who it is that she is referencing within the song. Who's Scene Queen? And oh, um, oh, Ollie, let me tell you about let me tell you about this? Scene Queen. So Scene Queen is my it's it's my new favorite artist. Mm -hmm. She has created a new style of music called Bimbo Core, mm. where she is taking metal and combining it with early days Kesha, mm. and she's created a merchant. Told me this, yeah. and, it's, and it's awesome. And she just released a new single called Eighteen Plus, which is essentially saying there are a lot of bands that have guest lists, and a lot of the bands that have girls on their bus, and not one of them is eighteen plus. And and it's just like. Get those children off your bus. <laughs> and basically, wow. since she released that like sort of 15 second clip about it, everyone has been like crawling through trying to work out who it is she's talking about. Ooh. Controversial. But I haven't heard the full song yet, but I, I imagine it's a bit of a banger. I just bought Bimbo Core Volume 1 on vinyl because I'm that prick. <laughs> Matt Carney, gentlemen, would you care to join me and popular light entertainer Noel Edmonds on what can only be called a great day out to Chetnam Wool Museum? I don't, however, actually know Noel Edmonds nor how to get to Chetnam Wool Museum. Surely this is a partridge quote. What what's going on here? <laughs> is it partridge? It's, I mean, Chetnam Wool Museum certainly sounds like a partridge thing. Maybe it's one that's gone over my head. We'd love to join you, Matt. Yeah. Uh, we'd we'd more love to know what this is referencing. Uh, the Zorn East just says, "For Tempest, take my money." That's that, we know. Thank what, you. Twenty dollars in your pockets here. Uh, Swain So Sour has been a member for 17 months in a row said wanted to share really quickly thanks for the MSG live show this past Sunday I made Seth Rollins a corn <laughs> a cortado a cortado it's a, it's a coffee is it really mm -hmm. what isn't a cortado I think it's a mostly milky frothy little coffee shop thing I think so yeah I um, I, I was on the, the tube the other day because I, I got myself a Starbucks and I took a photo of my coffee cup because this happens a lot. My coffee cup. Um, where I, they say, like, what's your name? I say, Luke. And what they write down is Nick. Mm. And wow. Yeah, it happens more than often than you think. So I took a photo of it to be like, this happens more often than you think. But I didn't post it because I had ordered a soy vanilla latte. I was like, <laughs> Don't need to put that out there. <laughs> you soy boy. <laughs> uh, do you know uh, meat eaters consume over 200 times more soy than vegetarians in their life because of the amount of soy that cows eat. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that until yesterday. Also, there's a theory that Starbucks baristas get the names wrong on purpose. So you share, so you share it online. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was Coca-Cola's genius mm -hmm. marketing method yeah. when they started putting names on things, then started putting comedy names on them so people were sharing them online. Brilliant <laughs> bit of marketing. And lastly, if Rillian Rosmer said, three-person heel group, one of whom is Mox, entered through the crowd and hit a three-man version of me usually done by one person. It was more than just John plus two guys for that joke. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's Mox's entrance. Yeah. Uh, just I don't know if you read this out by the Zornis. They clarified that they're a barista who works near Madison Square Garden. So that, that was from Swain So Sour, yeah. But they, oh, yeah, Swain they are, So Sour. Sorry. They're a barista that works near MSG. Wow. wow so there wow, you go. Wow. If anyone was wow. wondering what Seth Rollins' coffee of choice is, it's a Cortado. Cortado. Yeah. Sounds 
Sounds good. Whatever. Uh, thank <laughs> you very much for joining us here today. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe. Uh, leave a comment down below with your thoughts. And go and watch Worst Match Ever. It went up yesterday. It's linked in the video description down below. It's me, Pete, and Tempest watching Gerald Briscoe versus Pat Patterson in a hardcore evening gown match for the Hardcore Championship at King of the Ring 2000. If you've ever watched wrestling and thought, this needs more tampons in it, have I got the match for you? Um, so yeah, go and watch that. Link to in the video description down below. Uh, I've been Ollie Davis. That's been Lou Goen, D-A-D. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.